The clock, the compass, and the calling that's on your life. Uh, in my life, there have been three things that helped me to become who God wants me to be. Please note I didn't say do what God wants me to do yet. Uh, three things that have helped me to discover who I am as a person or as a disciple of Jesus, but also who I'm becoming as I journey with him. Those same three things help me to do what God is calling me to do as a believer. And those things that are you are called to do as a believer are called the call of God on your life. And so that's the third of the three. Compass, call, clock, compass, and calling. So the clock helps you to stay... Clock helps you to stay on track with what I'm doing today and what I need to accomplish today. So you really do need a clock. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. Because whatever you're doing for God, you're actually doing for his people and those who don't know him yet. So the clock helps you to stay on track with what you're doing today. The clock encourages me to invest in my daily activities and to keep all the appointments. And the clock allows me to fulfill the mission of the moment. That's a good phrase to remember. Every day there's a mission of the moment. Every day there is a contribution that God wants me to make. Every day there's a contribution that God wants you to make. Um, where you can touch a life with the love of God, doing what's needed to help the church become stronger. This isn't the church. We are the church. Shining a light into spiritual darkness. Uh, getting something off your to-do list onto your done list, where you're actually praying for people, touching people's lives, and sharing Jesus. So every day, the clock is important. However, we're also looking at the compass. Psalm 139, verse 6. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you, the days of my life all prepared before I even lived one day. And so the compass helps you to stay on track with your destiny, helps you to focus on where God wants you to be, who God wants you to be, and what God wants you to do. So where you're going as a believer so you need a compass. So the compass helps me to know where I'm going. The compass helps me to maintain my overall values that will get me there, life values. The compass keeps the overall direction and goal of my life before me. And the compass helps me to be me. So if all you have is a clock, you have a daily routine and you go through the motions of living, you make your appointments, you do your work, whatever it is you're doing, you haven't got enough to get to where God wants you to be. You need a compass as well. But there's a third thing, and that's the calling. And the calling is the life that God has called me and you to live as a disciple and anything he specifically determined you should invest your life in. So I put mine up there. As a disciple, as a believer, um, the first day I was born again, um, God gave me a verse. I didn't know uh, much about the Bible, but John twelve twenty one kept popping in my brain as an address, so I looked it up eventually, and it simply says, Sir, we would see Jesus. So that is my 
a life verse that I'm supposed to be showing people Jesus. And to do that, I have to know Jesus and see his face. As an apostle, he gave me the verse, 2 Timothy 2.2, pass on what you've heard from me to reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. And so there's a calling on my life. There's a calling on your life. And you need to figure out what it is. And that's where we're going to head. Clock, compass, calling. It's the calling that's the most important thing. In my life, my calling as an apostle is expressed in a slogan we made up, loving God, equipping people, mentoring leaders, reaching nations. That summarizes everything of who I am and what I do. Okay, so the calling, sorry for the small print, is the big picture of what it is to be a disciple. Don't try to write all this down. The calling is the big picture of how a life should be lived to glorify God. The calling is also the unique thing God has placed you on the planet to accomplish for him. And if we don't accomplish it, it doesn't get accomplished. It doesn't pass on to someone else. The calling is what allows you to make a difference in the world, leaving it different than when you found it. The calling is what gets you excited every day for the rest of your life. Most people do not live life excited because they don't know the calling on their life. And the calling is finding the why, the reason you exist, and your purpose for living. When you discover your calling, and it is something you have to discover, it changes everything. It's the specific thing God has called you to be, and then the thing he's called you to do. And it's the thing that you'll be remembered for. It's your legacy, basically. So as you follow your calling, which is the clock every day, you have to do certain things, you have to go certain places, and you have a compass which is keeping you focused and in going in at least in the right direction, and not so that you won't lose your long-term perspective. Your calling adds meaning to your daily grind of events, activities, work, family, and people. Your calling tells you where your true north is located so you can adjust the trajectory of your life by looking at the compass. So your calling is your true north. Your calling on your life is the why of your life. And when you figure it out, when you find your why, you find your way. And when you find your way, your why, you find your will. And when you find your why, you find your wings. Some of you that I've spoken to in the last two weeks, we've had coffee or lunch or... You're frustrated because you can see something that God wants you to do. You feel something that's way out in the front and you can't figure out how to get there. Well, that's because you've lost the compass and you're just working with the clock and the clock will just you'd be like a rat running on a, a wheel your life will never be the same once you know what you're called to do and you're working to fulfill it every day of your life so i want to follow that as a christian there's a general calling that's meant for every believer of jesus jesus said let me tell you why you are here you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. 
Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. So you and I, Christ followers, are in this world to be salt and light. Salt makes things better. Light makes things brighter. That's the general calling on every believer's life, if you're a true disciple. That's a daily calling. And the calling is fulfilled only as you follow the foundational calling of every true believer. And I've taught you this one a lot. Matthew 4.19 Come with me and I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. So that's the foundation of every calling on your life. And it's upon that calling that the other callings are all built. So as you become a fisher of men and women, then you can be salt, then you can be light. If you try to be salt and light and you're not fishing, then nobody's going to notice the salt or the light. Because the salt and the light is meant for the world. It's meant for the non-believer. So you've got to be fishing for the salt and light to become active. So Matthew 4.19 is the base foundational found uh, calling on every believer's life. Okay? So the clock and the compass are there to keep us on target, to keep us on that calling. And the target is catching fish. The target is seeing people come into the kingdom of God. The target is helping people move one step closer to receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. You may not lead them into the kingdom, but you can lead them closer to Jesus. The target is living a life so focused on your calling that you're investing in eternity. If your focus is the clock, you will frustrate yourself to death. If your if your focus is on your compass, You're going to be better, but you're not going to make it to your calling because your focus has to be the calling on your life. That's the center and the foundation of everything. Okay? You can waste your time. You can spend your time. Or you can invest your time. And when you have your calling in view, you're investing your time. The one thing you can't do with time is you can't save it. You can't save it for later or get it back. back. So we have a clock and we have a compass and we have a calling. And within the general calling on every believer's life, which is to go fishing for people and therefore become salt and light, there is a very specific calling. So there is a specific call on your life that's different than the call on my life. There's a compulsion in you to do something unique. Here's the problem. Your world, your life, your job, your family, your problems, your owies, your pain, your past, your present, everything is pushing that calling down so you don't know what it is. And you've got to take the time to push it back so that you can find the calling because you have inside of you something unique to do that only you can do. Because there is no second person like you on the planet. And there's a drive to do something that no one else around you is doing. God often calls people to himself and then to a cause so decisively that everything they are, everything they do, and everything they have is invested for him in the cause. 
So you have a call on your life to be a disciple. But there's a call within the call. And I got that from Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, on September the 10th, 1946, was on a train ride going from one city to another in India. And she had this experience of knowing suddenly what her purpose was in life. And she just, honestly, it was a revelation that she was to serve the poor. And she immediately set a course to fulfill that calling, serving poor people. And in time, she even established the Sisters of Charity. And it has changed poor people's lives all over the world. But she had an initial calling to be a disciple. And then she had this revelation of the call within a call. And that's her words, a call within a call. So you have a purpose in your life. You have a calling in your life. And once you discover that specific calling, once you know the reason you exist, and it's never too late to discover it, by the way, once you understand the specific thing God wants you to accomplish for him, life changes totally. The purpose or the calling gives you a fruitful and fulfilling life. The calling fills your life with passion, which most of us are missing. We don't get passionate about too much. Maybe the Calgary Flames or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but not much else. And the calling motivates you to make a difference every day. When it's your calling, you won't have to chase it. You'll be captivated by it. Once you discover what it is, it's going to take over your whole life. It will be, you'll be engulfed by it, and you'll be transformed by it. And that's what I want you to discover for yourself. So I'm going to give you eight points. These ones you can write down. It is never too late, by the way, to discover that unique, specific calling within the general, generic calling that's on every believer. Don't settle just to be a fisher of men. Don't settle just to be the salt and the light. There's a way that you're to be that, and that's the calling on your life. Okay, number one, your calling matches who you are. Psalm 139 said, Before you were born, as you were being formed in your mother's womb, God knew every day, every purpose, every direction, everything that you'd be doing. So therefore, he's never going to call you to do something you're not suited to do. You may not think you're suited to do it, but in God's eyes, you are. So the calling always matches who you are. That's why you have to learn who you are before you can learn what you have to do. Being before doing. You're a human being, not a human doing. Okay, so that's the point here is you need to be self-aware if you're going to discover your calling. You have to know who you are. You need to know who God has called you to be and then you'll know the calling because the calling is what God has called you to do. Most Christians do not know who they are. They're an accumulation of the garbage of their past. They are an accumulation of the expectations that they have accepted from people without ever even discussing them. They're an accumulation of all the owies they've ever gone through. But in reality, deep down inside, there's another you that you're not allowing out. So here are the questions. And again, don't try to write them down. <laughs> if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, even if you never got paid for it, what would you do? Because that's who you are. 
What do people often ask for your help with? Because that's who they see you as. And that may just be who you really are. What experiences have you had that you desire to help others with? What lights you up? What do you love learning about? What could you talk about for hours and hours and hours and hours? What, activi- act- what activities are you always self-motivated to do? What can you do to make a positive difference in the life of others? And what would you like to do that would live beyond you? The calling on your life, the calling that you receive, will tap into all of those. Not one, not two, all of them. Number two, your calling taps into your passion. Impacting the world is hard. Impacting the lives of a few individuals is just as hard. Impacting people every day is even harder than that. And if you lack passion for the call on your life, your energy will just fizzle out. You'll give up. So there's what I call the sleepless night test. When you wake up at night because you're having trouble sleeping, what do you think about? That may be a sign of what God is trying to tell you and what he's trying to call you to. So there's a civil rights leader that you don't know about, but he said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Passion drives you towards your calling. So find out what you're passionate about, and more than likely, inside of that somewhere, there is the calling of God on your life. If you're not sure where your passion lies, there's some questions you're going to ask, of course. How do my strengths fuel my passion? Again, you have to know what your strengths are. What experiences inform my passion? What opportunities align with your passion? How does what I love to do point to my passion? How does what I do well contribute to my passion? How does what others say point to my passion? What does my history of success coincide with my passion? Sorry, how does? And what does my desire to grow increase my passion? So you can have talent, you can have skill, and you can have experience, and you can have opportunities, but when all of those things align together, that's your calling. Passion is the fuel behind the calling. So people laugh at me because I read two books a week, most of them 300 pages plus. And I stay up late nights and get up early mornings to do the reading. That's because I love to teach. And therefore, the motivation, the fuel behind all that reading is the call on my life. You can't teach if you're not learning. So what is it that pushes your button that makes you move forward? Number three. Your calling is important to you, but it's not about you. You're a Christian. 
And a true calling for a believer is never about the person being called. It's about helping other people. So a calling moves you from being the center of everything in your world to becoming the channel through which good things come to other people in their world. So if you still always talk about yourself, always think about yourself, and everything's about you, and you can manipulate your world and the people in your world so that it's always about you, and you get good at that, nobody notices, then you're missing the calling. Because the calling isn't about you. Your calling will help you forget about you. What counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived. It is what difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life we lead. It was written by somebody who spent 30 years in jail, who became the Prime Minister of South Africa and led his people out of slavery. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> so a calling helps you to live beyond yourself, getting over yourself. So you give beyond yourself, you serve beyond yourself, you think beyond yourself, you love people beyond yourself, you see beyond yourself. If you're the center of your universe, then you've not discovered or engaged in the calling on your life. If you're the only thing you talk about, then you haven't discovered the calling on your life. Number four, your calling is bigger than you. Your calling should scare you to death. Calling always involves something that feels big, gigantic, immense, Something that's bigger than you are and that you're not capable of doing. Because if you're capable of doing it, then you can go do it and it's not from God. The calling on your life should intimidate you. It may even seem impossible, but you feel compelled to get out of your comfort zone to try and fulfill it. And when you grab hold of it, you're willing to stretch to complete it. So it's got to be bigger than you and you have to see the picture. So I call this something. It's called a cathedral calling. Let me tell you where I got that from. There's an old, old story. There's a passerby who was looking at a building site during the Middle Ages, and he saw a craftsman working. So he says to the craftsman, what are you doing? The craftsman replied, I'm laying stone. And so the passerby continued on his way and saw a second craftsman doing the same kind of work, what are you doing, he asked. And the second craftsman said, I'm building a wall. And the passerby was nearly past the building site when he spotted a third man working, and like the other two, he was a stonemason. What are you doing, the passerby asked. I'm building a magnificent cathedral, the third craftsman answered. He saw the size of his task and knew what his contribution was, and he never saw the completion of the cathedral because it took 300 years to build. But he saw the big picture, and that's what a cathedral calling is, something far bigger than you that is going to outlast you and continue to go on after you because then it's a God calling. You've got to recognize that what you're doing is bigger than you. 
and it may never be completed in your lifetime. And every one of us needs a cathedral calling. Amen? We're made for significance. We're made to make a difference in the world. Number five, your calling changes your perspective. When you don't know your calling, everything's an obligation and a responsibility. When you do know your calling, everything becomes options and opportunities. When you know your calling, your focus won't be on the tasks that you're required to do, even though you're still required to do them. The whole new world will open up to you and there'll be things that you want to do. So a calling lifts your heart and expands your options. And it can make the mundane meaningful. So you need a perspective change. Amen? Amen. Okay. Number six. Your calling gives you purpose. Most people work to make a living, not a life. They live to work instead of work to live. Amen? Mm -hmm. Many people find value in their work. Work for the sake of work. That's the Puritan or the Protestant work ethic. Work has value in and of itself. <coughs> That's not Christian. That's not Bible even. Other people simply work to stay busy and occupied even when they're not being paid. And most people work because they have to. <laughs> To these people, you might want to say, I would wonder, I, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life that you don't need to escape from. Mm -hmm. If you really like what you're doing, and it is the call of God on your life, you won't want to take a vacation. When you know your purpose, it will motivate you, and you'll have passion. Purpose will keep your priorities straight, and then you won't have any problems with discipline, like reading two books a week or whatever your disciplines are. Purpose will develop your potential because it will stretch you. Purpose will give you power to live in the present because you become very aware of what's happening. Purpose will help you move forward because you will need to grow. Purpose will direct your habits because you will need to become consistent and purpose will create a new lifestyle because you'll want significance. But I want to remind you, before you reach the point of doing something, fulfilling your purpose, you really need to know who you are. Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I must listen to my life telling who I am. Number seven, there's only eight. Your calling helps you overcome obstacles. What do you do when you hit a wall in your life? Good question. Most people will rely on grit, sheer determination. They just work harder. 
And all of those are probably good things, but you can't compare that to the power that comes from knowing what you're currently called to do. Calling matters. When you care so deeply about the why, why you're doing what you're doing, then and only then are you operating in a way that allows you to overcome the obstacles. I want to read that again. Calling matters. When you care so deeply about the why, why you're doing what you're doing, then and only then are you operating in a way that allows you to overcome the obstacles. Most of us don't know why we do what we do. Why do you have a budget? Because if you don't know, you'll never keep it. It won't work for you. Number eight, your calling brings fulfillment. Nothing in life is as rewarding as finding and fulfilling your calling. Wealth, fame, achievement, recognition, nothing. Why do so many people who make so much money, like celebrities, athletes, champions, what causes them to invest that money in some cause somewhere? Well, they're looking for fulfillment that doesn't come from what you do. It comes from fulfilling the purpose that's in your life, pursuing a calling. So if you follow all of the people right now who are investing multiple billions of dollars, which would be the founder of Apple, the founder of Facebook, the founder, you know, uh, what are they doing? They're finding a cause to invest their life in and all of the money they made while they worked. That work was not their purpose. Now they're discovering their purpose. So, without knowing and embarrass, embracing your calling, your deepest needs and desires will go unexplored. Without knowing and embracing your calling, you're busy, but there's a vague anxiety that you're missing your purpose in life. You may have success, but you're still searching for purpose, meaning, and significance. You live with a restlessness because it's not anchored to something of worth. You're missing the moral purpose that gives life its worth. You'll never have an inner consistency that you long for. And without knowing and embracing your calling, every day you will come up short in obtaining a sense of fulfillment. When you know your calling, it's like the missing piece in the puzzle. When you know your calling, it's like the plot of a good story. When you know your calling, then you have the missing piece of music to fulfill the symphony that you're trying to play. When I'm engaged in my calling, the sense I experience is, I was born for this. This is who the real me is. And when I'm not in the center of that calling, I can still do what I have to do, but I'm bored, unfulfilled, frustrated, angry. I can give you a lot of other words that probably shouldn't be repeated on a Christian recording. So we're looking for the thing that says to us, this is what I was born to do. This is who I really am. And it's never too late to discover that. And it changes as you grow older. So... I've given you a lot of material to grab hold of. I want you to think about it, review it, pray about it, and begin a journey of discovery.
it's never over. And for some of you, you've lived most of your life, and some of you are my age, and you still don't know the purpose in your life. Well, it's never too soon to start. Amen? Amen. So every now and then, we come to a fork in the road, and that requires us to either stay on our current life path or change course and do something radically different. I would suggest you do the latter. You change course and do something radically different. If you've not found your current calling, then I can tell you that in the next six months to a year, you're going to come to a fork in the road. And I would suggest at that point in time that you take the bold way, the radically different path that represents your calling. It will be frightening, it will be uncomfortable, and you'll feel uncertain, but it's the only way to go. So there are three questions you need to ask yourself, and you can write them down, please. Number one, what do I sing about? What, fulfill, what fills my heart? Same question. Number two, what do I cry about? What breaks my heart? And number three, what do I dream about? What lifts my heart? What do I sing about? What fills your heart? What is it you think about the most and, you know, you could sing songs to yourself about? What do you cry about? What breaks your heart? And what do I dream about? What lifts your heart? When you die, if people were to describe your life in a single sentence, what would you want it to be? And the answer to that should be your purpose. The answer I gave myself when I first was asked that question was, I ran out of breath. <laughs> That's what I wanted on my tombstone. He ran out of breath. But that's not what I want. That's not what I want now, because I know my purpose in life. So what do you want now? It doesn't matter. All right. The direction of your life and the journey that you fulfill will write the sentence that's on your tombstone. So there's a clock. That's your daily activities that you have to do and that kind of dictates most of our lives. But there is a compass that should be directing you back to true north every time you get a little off base with your clock. And then there's the calling which determines where true north is for the compass. We focus too much on the clock. We focus a little bit on the compass. We kind of, every once in a while, say, whoa, we're going to correct the direction a little. But we don't figure out the calling. And therefore, the clock and the compass have very little purpose in directing us to God and what he wants us to do. So the calling is what we need to sort out. And we probably shouldn't have to be talking about this at the age we all are. But a lot of you don't know your calling. It's not, God's not keeping it a secret. He didn't hide it from you. He knew what it was before you were conceived. 
So you might want to ask them and sort through the feelings that it brings and ask some of these questions and review some of the points I went down real fast and figure it out. Don't just take it as another teaching. Inside, there's something that isn't being, you know, there's an itch that needs to be scratched. And this is one of the ways you're going to find out how to scratch the itch. Okay, questions. 